Welcome to Pretty Is As Pretty Does podcast, and I'm your host, Sammy Snow. I am a registered nurse, weight loss influencer, aspiring mindset coach, and recovered binge eater. Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Is As Pretty Does podcast. And on today's episode, I'm going to be getting very vulnerable with you. I'm going to be sharing with you the things that led me to not only emotionally eat, because that's something I've chronically done throughout my entire life, but what led me to the binge eating that really changed my life. My binge eating became so out of control. I reached my highest weight of 222 pounds and I was so uncomfortable in my body. I felt like I could never feel good again. I did not feel like I was deserving to feel good in my body because I was not taking care of myself. I was not properly hydrating my body with enough water. I was not eating nutritious meals at all. In fact, I adopted a very, very poor diet where I was eating out more often than I was cooking at home. I was chronically dehydrated, malnourished, overstuffed on carbs and fats and oils and not enough protein, not enough water, not enough plants in my diet. I actually... (laughs) I was uh, just making some overnight oats and I put some chia seeds in my overnight oats and I kind of looked around and I was like, wow, who am I? Because who would have thought I had a diet that was made up of restaurants and fast food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. When I was working night shift as a nurse, I would get off work at seven in the morning after working 12 hours, really eight in the morning, and I would stop at McDonald's before I would make it home. I'm not going to lie. Something that I really enjoy from McDonald's that I have to recreate at home because I enjoy it so much is the sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. I would have that with a hash brown and a large Dr. Pepper. Oof. I'd have that every single morning when I'd get off work at 8 a.m. And if I worked overtime, all the more reason to get it. So I would get in this habit of eating fast food on a religious basis, like on a very habitual basis. And when I reached my highest weight of 222 pounds, I was with my ex-boyfriend, um... And we would really indulge in eating out. We'd frequent a place called BJ's Brew House and we would both order chicken Alfredo and we would fight over pizookies and neither of us were sharing. Literally, there's video footage of us fighting over (laughs) not sharing in a playful way, of course, but also serious. Like I wasn't sharing my pizooki. (laughs) My friends know this about me. I'm very stingy about sharing my food. I'll be like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. Not until I'm done with it. (laughs) I don't know why I'm like this, but I have backed off from that since I have learned moderation and being able to taste my food, enjoy it, and move on. But that hasn't always been the case, right? There were times in my life where I only had a fast food diet for all of my meals. I wasn't eating anything healthy at all. Vegetables were absent from my diet. 
balancing on my plate was really unheard of. If I had Chick-fil-A for the day, I think I'd had healthy fast food. And to be in a position that I'm in now where I have a balanced diet, where I prioritize protein and where I feel incredible in my body is just proof that doing the mindset work is so powerful in, in helping you in your journey. In today's episode, I will be sharing with you three things to shift your mindset that will help you to overcome binge eating. And later in this episode, I will be sharing with you an exciting offer that will help the woman who is seeking support to overcome her emotional and binge eating. While this episode focuses on the mindset shifts that are required of you to heal your relationship with food, the offer will focus on actionable steps that you can take to dismiss the urge to eat more. (laughs) I thought that was impossible to the lifestyle that I have created for myself where I feel so good in my body and I have a balanced diet. When I was 222 pounds and I was so heavy and I had the biggest midsection that I have ever had and everything around me was just bloated and, and felt heavy and I felt like I couldn't move in my body. I did not think that I would get to a place where I'm at today where I feel good. And I'm not the smallest version of myself. I'm not 140 pounds, 130 pounds. I'm still 170 something pounds. And I feel so incredible in my body because I am showing up for myself. I am putting in the work. I am caring for my body. For as long as I can remember, I was an emotional eater. I would tell myself I am an emotional eater and I would give myself any excuse to emotionally eat. I have battled that forever. Gosh, like my childhood years, I really remember going back to my teenage years, struggling with my relationship with food. I would literally give myself any excuse to emotionally eat. But in 2021, going into 2022, that became the year that I lost control over my relationship with food. I was binge eating regularly. At this time, I was healing from a toxic relationship. I was now in a new relationship. I even decided to stay in Dallas to pursue it. That meant that I had to give up travel nursing. I accepted a staff position, making significantly less money than I was travel nursing. I was not vibing with the co-workers I had when I first started. And in a lot of ways, I didn't feel deserving to be in such a good relationship. So I was going through all of these major transitions in my life. And what do you think I did? Well, I did what I have always done. I emotionally ate, except this time I was binge eating. I was literally eating my heart out. My boyfriend, when I first met him at the time, my, he's my now ex, but he was 400 pounds when we met. I don't know if I was like subconsciously trying to keep up with him, but I ate my heart out for whatever reason I was giving myself permission to binge eat. Oh, it breaks my heart to think back on these times. I don't know why I didn't think I was deserving. <laughs> I don't know why 
I didn't want to take care of myself. I don't know why I didn't set that standard for myself. I got lost in trying to please and trying to take care of him that I forgot to take care of myself. And I am so guilty of this. It's probably why I'm a nurse and why I'm so passionate about being a nurse because I love taking care of other people. But during these transitions in my life and I didn't know how to cope and I didn't know how to show up for others and show up for myself myself and I didn't know how to pour for my own cup first. I wasn't filling up my own cup so that I could show up well for other people. I was simply showing up for other people and draining myself, giving myself very little to care for me. I have a lot of regrets in that relationship. Um, mostly that I lost myself and I no longer recognized who I was in the mirror at that time. I wonder what our relationship would have been had that not happened, but I do believe in my heart of hearts that everything is meant to happen for a reason and where I'm at today is exactly where I need to be. I am supposed to be here delivering this message to you about how to overcome binge eating because I have gone through this. I have reached the lowest point in my life where I felt like I was never going to feel good again. And it was almost like I had given up on myself and just accepted that that was the way that I was going to feel forever. So powerless, so helpless, so lethargic, so bloated. I just thought that that's how I was going to live the rest of my life. So how did I overcome binge eating? And it's going to take a lot more than one podcast episode in order for you to really overcome this because it takes a lot of practice. And the first thing I did was I had to check my self-talk. The way that I was speaking to myself, I would never speak to other people that way. So I had to check the way that I was talking to myself and more importantly, what I was reinforcing. For instance, I would constantly say that I was an emotional eater. So whether I was celebrating or coping, I would say I'm an emotional eater. And each time I said that, I was reinforcing that, yes, in fact, I am an emotional eater. I had to interrupt that thought process. That was an automatic thought that I had created, that I had replayed, and that I had bought into and subscribed to for a very long time. I had to interrupt that process, and that is not going to happen overnight. That takes practice. Each time I would say that I can't stop eating would only further prove that I can't do that. I would say things like, I can't stop eating. I can't go to the gym. I can't move. And I would say things like, I can't wake up in the morning and work out before work. I can't drink enough water because I don't like it. I can't get in vegetables because that's not a part of my diet. And that would only prove that I can't do that. And I want you to recognize that the way that you talk to yourself is so powerful. You can say things like, I may not love water, but I'm going to drink it because I know that's healthy for my body. That's good for my body. It's good for my skin and my kidneys. You can say and reframe things so that it's not so much an absolute. I have learned not to believe in absolutes. So I can't is an absolute that you cannot. Get rid of that language, get rid of that behavior and learn to say I am willing to try. Even if I fail, I'm willing to try. Okay. And when I say that your language to yourself is so powerful, the way that you speak to yourself is so powerful. (sighs) 
If you've listened to my podcast episodes, you know I talk about creating a mantra. And the second thing I did after I checked how I was speaking to myself is I created a mantra. And when I was at my heaviest weight and I was 222 pounds and I was saying things like I'm an intuitive eater when (laughs) I wasn't at the time, it felt like bullshit. I was the heaviest I had been. I had was so out of control with food at that time. And I was starting to say, I am no longer an emotional eater. I am an intuitive eater. And I eat when I am hungry and I stop when I am full. I would say things like this to myself over and over. And my mantra changed over time. But when I said that to what <laughs> the first time I said that to myself, it felt like bullshit. It really did. It felt like I was phony because, again, I had no hope that I was going to live a better life. I had no hope that I was going to get on the other side of this journey, but I did have a little bit of courage to at least start. So even though it felt like bullshit, I would say these things to myself like, I am an intuitive eater and I honor and respect my body. I listen to my hunger cues and my fullness cues and I respect my body. And although... It felt like bullshit at first. It started to become reality. Slowly but surely, the more that I said these things to myself, the more that I was starting to overcome my thought process. I had interrupted my thoughts and I had now created a new train of thought. And that is where the mindset work is so powerful. Mm. So in addition to doing an audit of how you talk to yourself, creating a mantra that you recite before each meal, the third thing that I encourage you to do to shift your mindset and heal your relationship with food is to start journaling. A lot of times I would do that by videoing how I felt, by typing in a note how I felt, or simple pen to paper. And I would reflect on how I would feel after those meals. After I succumbed to the voice in my head that told me to go eat, I would journal afterwards and pour my heart out how I felt so miserable in my body and lack of control. And when I started to reflect on how I was treating myself and how I was making myself feel, I started to journal best case scenario. I started journaling what my intentions were for the day. I started journaling how I was going to show up for myself today and make myself proud. And when I started to do these three things where I check myself, I create and recite a mantra and I journal to reflect, it really allowed me to create the space in my head to shift my mindset, to consider the thoughts that I had previously and how I could overcome them and create new thoughts. By practicing these three tips that I have shared in today's podcast will certainly help to shift your mindset so that you can overcome binge eating. In addition to shifting your mindset, you're also going to have to learn how to dismiss the urge to eat. When that urge in your head is so powerful, it's telling you to go eat more, even though you're being told by your body that you are no longer hungry, it is going to take practice and I can teach you 
you how to do that in my two-day masterclass, Embody, that I'm announcing at the end of this month. You guys are the first to hear it. I am so excited for this course because this is for the woman who wants to overcome emotional and binge eating for good and start to show up as the woman that she wants to be, someone who is so powerful, who embraces her body. This will be a two-day masterclass, again, that I will be announcing at the end of October. We'll be getting started in November. And in addition to the two days that we have live together, you're going to have a full month support from yours truly. I can't wait to help you overcome binge eating on your journey. And this is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship. (laughs) So if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at Coach Sammy Snow, and I cannot wait to get connected with you.